The Ziggler Show, timeless inspiration from Zig Ziggler that's influenced over 250 million people worldwide, inspiring true performance in your work and life today. Welcome to episode 301 of the new Zig Ziggler Show. I am your host, Kevin Miller. Today's show is titled Everything is selling. Zig Ziglar said, if you believe your product or service can fulfill a true need, it's your moral obligation to sell it. I love that quote. I'd also add in with product or service, a message, a message. If you have a message of health, wellness, faith, truth, uh, those often die because those delivering them don't know how to effectively sell. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to play an eight minute clip from Zig Ziglar himself that will change your paradigm on selling. It is profound, funny as always, but uh, very, very valuable. For any of you who find the term selling or sales less than exciting, how about the word influencing? I mean, who does not want to have influence with others? I mean, you cannot lead without influence. So feel free to put that word in there. If sales or selling is not one that makes you feel good. Uh, Zig will teach you in this clip coming up in just a moment. Influence comes from one thing. It's not a tactic and it is something that you definitely have. So listen in and you'll hear what that one thing is. Now we are live right now on Facebook ZigglerShow.com takes you there. So we've got a live audience with us. Thanks to all who are watching right now. You're welcome to uh, put something there in the comments box here on Facebook. Uh, You can tag people. Hey, I see Brian Gerstle saying, hi, happy new year. Hey, brother, good to see you. Thanks for being with us today. Well, I have with me, and those of you watching live can see him on the screen, Mike Rodriguez. He is down at the Ziggler headquarters in Plano, Texas right now. Now, Mike is a speaker and trainer with Ziggler. He's a sales expert. He's an author. He's also one of the specialized group of Ziggler legacy certified trainers in the world, selected for this position directly by the Ziggler family. Mike delivers performance-based training, following the principles and life philosophies of Zig Ziglar and has trained hundreds of people in the exact sales and life management processes that Zig was teaching in this clip that we're about to play and look at today. Now, I like best that Mike uh, has a great family. He's got his bride of 24 years and five girls. So as a quick intro to Mike, before we play this clip, I wanted to ask Mike, how does sales come into play as the one guy in a home of six females? Well, that's a great question. Well, first of all, you, you have to understand who you're in alliance with in your life, right? And so when you live with as many girls as I do, you have to understand that they are the client. And so when you look at it from a sales perspective, we're all, it's always about the client. So it's always about my girls. My job is to make sure that I'm providing the right resources. So I have to be able to listen, which is a transferable skill set in sales. I have to make sure that I'm understanding and I have to make sure that I'm available. So at the end of the day, they have to be happy. And that's the core piece about that. They are my motivation. And that's what keeps me going. I, I love it. Family. I don't know if there's a bigger, more spoken term in Ziggler at large. And you are part of the Ziggler family. You're sitting there right there in the offices with 
all the Ziegler family. Some are blood, some are grafted in blood, and uh, I am proud to be the most remote member of the team, I would guess. Uh, but hey, folks, I wanted to let you know, why is Mike here today? Uh, one, because he's a rock star purveyor of the Ziegler message. But the best thing to accompany a message is an opportunity to take action on it. So in a shameless promotion here, Mike is kicking off a Ziggler U.S. tour. It starts January 29th in Orlando, Florida, where you can learn to put into practices the very things that we are going to be talking about today in regards to selling, having influence, and the things that Zig's just about to talk about in this eight-minute clip. Now, Mike is starting off in Orlando. He's also going to be in Atlanta, Nashville, Phoenix and Seattle. And speaking to that, Mike, we got to talk. I got to hit up all my uh, old Nashville buddies <laughs> out there and publicize when you're there. Maybe I should make a trip back there at that point. Uh, but you guys can see the details on these events where they are at Ziggler.com forward slash sales boot camp. Okay, Ziggler.com forward slash sales boot camp. For a mere 99 bucks, you get to spend an entire day getting legendary Ziggler sales training with Mike, including a morning session with Ziggler CEO and proud son and often our co-host on the show here, Tom Ziggler. He's leading a day, uh, the day before he's doing the Ziggler Keys to Top Performance Seminar as well. All right, well, he, we are going to dive into this eight-minute clip from Zig. Mike and I will sit here and try to look pretty while he's talking, and then we're just going to talk about some of the specific aspects of of Zig's message. Now, those of you who are in the uh, live audience here, I see a couple good friends of mine. Jonathan Milligan, who owns bloggingyourpassion.com, is with us today. Uh, thanks for being here, Jonathan. Joseph, uh, and Joseph, I always stumble over your last name, but I want to say Liff. Tell me if I got that wrong. I've known you for a long time, but I never have to say your last name. But Joseph, man, thanks for being here. I'm so grateful. Let us know if uh, anything is not right with our audio levels or anything like that, or uh, any feedback you'll give, I would be grateful for. All right. Well, hey, I'm going to give us an eight minute clip from Zig that is just wonderful. I get the blessed opportunity to listen to these so much now through the shows. And then Mike and I are just going to talk again. Those of you who are in the uh, viewing audience, if you want to shoot a comment, any thoughts on this feedback, we'll talk about that as well. Okay, here we go. Mr. Zig Ziglar. When you start talking about the salesperson and the kind of individual involved in it, I think one of the most exciting reports I've ever read was put together by the Forum Corporation out of Boston, Massachusetts. They did a considerable study on 341 salespeople. 173 of these salespeople were the top-notch producers. I mean the super productive salespeople. 168 of them were average salespeople. Now, all of them had been selling at least five years, so we can eliminate the rookie factor. They came from 11 different companies, five different industries. They sold everything from petrochemical, uh, banking, life insurance, real estate, and one or two other things. But in this analysis, they discovered that from a pure sales knowledge, sales skill point of view, uh, that the 173 top salespeople and the 168 average salespeople all had almost exactly the same sales skills. 
Each group knew exactly how to get prospects. Each knew how to get appointments. Each knew how to demonstrate features and benefits. Each knew how to handle objections. Each knew how to close the sales. But there was a dramatic difference in the results because there was one factor that the super salespeople had. And that one factor that the other ones did not have in as large a quantity was this word called trust. Now, my selling friends listen real good. As I often tell people, this is profound. What they found is this. People don't buy based on what you tell them. They do not buy based on what you show them. They do buy based on what you tell them and what you show them that they believe. Pure and simple, which they believe. Now, the question is, who do they believe? It's an old-fashioned answer. They believe the good guys and the good gals. Those who are morally sound, who have honesty and character and integrity as the regular tools in their sales arsenal. You see, the most important part of the sales process is the sales person. Very important. Now, you see, that kind of shoots the myth that a lot of people have about the salesperson. The career salesperson understands a lot of things. For example, we learn some things about human nature that helps us deal with our wives or our husbands or our children or our neighbors or somebody like that. For example, as salespeople, on occasion, we do have folks who are a little rude to us. How many of you have ever had a prospect who was rude? Maybe even mean, a little ornery? Would you believe downright nasty? Well, you see, one of the things, not often, fortunately, but it does happen. One of the things we as salespeople learn and understand is this. When somebody is mean and ugly to us, we learn to understand it is not because they want to hurt us, but rather it is because they themselves are hurting. And you see, once we understand that, then we can deal not only with them more effectively, but also with our families and our friends and those whom we love. I believe beyond any reasonable doubt that in America, if every policeman, if every politician, if every school teacher, if every civil service worker, if every individual on any kind of payroll anywhere, if they had to go to a real gung-ho sales meeting every Monday morning before they started walking their beat or delivering the mail or doing whatever job they do, I believe we would have an infinitely better, happier, more excited producing America. How many of you would agree with that observation? Absolutely. Now, of course, ladies and gentlemen, everything is selling and everybody is a salesperson. Whether you're a dentist, a doctor, a preacher, a teacher, a coach, a child, a music manager, doesn't make any difference what it is that you do. Everybody is a salesperson. Let me share a couple of examples with you of what I'm talking about. When I was between the 11th and 12th grades, uh, during uh, World War II, I went to junior college so I could pick up some extra classes so I could get in the Naval Air Corps. All right. Now, I had to pick up an extra course in history in order to graduate, and so I would be free then the following my senior year to take a lot of extra math and science. 
Well, I didn't want to take American history. What possible good is it going to do me, uh, you know, to learn something that happened 100 years ago or 200 years ago? But I had to learn it, so I was going to go in there, and I was at least going to pass, but don't think I'm going to try to remember it. I'll just transfer the knowledge from the teacher to my mind to the pad, and then I'll get out of there, and they'll end it. But the teacher threw me a curve. He was Coach Joby Harris at Hines Junior College in Jackson, Mississippi. And you're talking about a salesman, folks. He was a salesman. He spent that entire first period selling me on why I had to learn my history. He really put the story on me. He also sold me that as an individual, if I had any ability that permitted me to do more than support my family, that I had a moral obligation to my fellow human being and my community to donate some of my services for the betterment of mankind. I walked out of that classroom that day a history major. Only subject I made consistent A's in throughout the time I was in college. What I do today in all of the activities outside of my actual business was directly, emphatically influenced by that salesman, a school teacher, Coach Toby Harris. Everything is selling. I'll never forget when our second daughter was born. Our first child was three uh, years old at the time. And I'd been out on the road not long after our baby uh, brought, came home from the hospital. I'd been out on the road and I got stuck. There was a snowstorm and I spent the night in a Greyhound bus, fortunately, on the side of the road. When I got in the next morning, I was exhausted. There was about 10 inches of snow on the ground. And I'd no sooner walked in and just had my top coat and my gloves and my hat off when the redhead said to me, Well, honey, uh, we got to go to the store. We, gotta, we need some things. So I reluctantly put all the gear back on. And my three-year-old said, Daddy, I want to go. And I said, oh, Susie, I said, the weather's too bad. It's too cold and wet, and uh, I won't be gone long. But she said, Daddy, I'll be so lonely. I said, oh, Susie, you won't be lonely. I said, your mother's here. The maid's here. Your baby sister is here. I said, you won't be lonely. She looked right at me, and she said, but, Daddy, I'll be lonely for you. I don't need to tell you she went to the store with me. You see, the truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is, everything is selling. The third example, at our church, we recently got a new music minister. Now, please understand uh, that I've got the kind of voice that uh, prompted Mitch Miller to write me a personal letter asking me not even to bother to sing along with. And, I, you know, I want you to understand it. My own children asked that I not sing in church. But last Sunday was our first Sunday, and this minister had the congregation so excited. He sold them so much on participating. Now, he knows his music, too. But he had us so gung-ho that for the first time in my life, I actually enthusiastically got involved in the singing process. Everything, ladies and gentlemen, is, is selling. I mean, everything is selling. And that's one of the reasons that I'm so excited about it. All right. Well, there you go. That 
is uh, profound. We're going to talk about a couple specific things regarding that message right there, though I do want to call attention again. If you heard that, you resonated with that, you want to instill more of that ability to sell and influence, which we're going to continue talking about, but you want to take action on that. Again, Mike Rodriguez, who is with me, is doing a U.S. tour and will be in the cities of Orlando starting January 29th and then on to Atlanta, Nashville, Phoenix, and Seattle, teaching and training you to embody just what Zig is talking about here. Again, go see that at Ziggler.com forward slash sales boot camp. All right. Well, Mike, obviously in that clip right there, Zig tells us people don't buy based on what you tell them or what you show them. They do buy based on what you tell them and show them that they actually believe. So Mike, most people think selling, view selling as trying to talk people into buying what you're selling, your product, your service, your message, but you would disagree, I think. So tell us about that. Yeah, you know, I would certainly disagree with that. And for those of you who are listening, and for those of you who are listening in sales, and as, as Zig mentioned, we're all in sales. And the reason I say that, there's some of us that we don't carry a sales title, and therefore we think we're not in sales. But if you're working with people, you're in sales. And here's what I would say about that, is that there's a couple of people in sales who grow up and they learn certain processes. And because they carry a quota and they're taught that, Ultimately, my goal is to make sure that I put as much of my product in as many hands as I can, regardless if it's a need or not. And that's just the right, the wrong mindset. You know, I was first introduced to Zig in 1992, and I was one of those guys prior to that. My whole mindset was that when you go out, your goal is to sell the product and put it in their hands whether they need it or not. After reading his book, I realized very quickly that that was, that was not the right way. And it's one of the core principles that we talk about at Zig, and it's one of the things that I'm going to be covering at the Ziggler Sales Bootcamp. Our core foundation is that it's always about other people. Sales is a helping profession, and it all starts with you. If you can get to the point where you recognize that our goal is to provide a product or service that solves a solution or a problem or a need, then you can start looking at it from a different perspective. It's not about what you can do. It's about how you can help somebody else. I remember when I had just finished a seminar uh, recently, and I had somebody that came up to me afterwards and said, hey, man, you're pretty good at sales. I bet you, you could sell uh, ice cubes to Eskimos. And I said, well, my apologies. I, I know what his intent was, but uh, you apparently got the wrong message. It's not about selling ice cubes to Eskimos. I don't know what benefit they would have, but what it's about is making sure that you have, first off, a love for other people. Sales starts with the caring heart. In other words, I need to make sure that I'm going to listen to what you're saying, that I'm going to be able to, from that listening, extract what a pain or a need is for you so I can ensure that my product or service fits what it is that you're looking to do. Now, here's the interesting twist, Kevin. What we find is that when we start taking an approach with sales that way, two things happen. Number one, we start closing more sales. But here's the second thing that happens. We start having to walk away from some sales as well. And that's where it can get uncomfortable. So we say in sales, do you want to be comfortable or do you want to be effective? So in order to be effective, you have to be a little bit uncomfortable. Well, okay. So that aspect right there. Yeah. Having to have walkaway power, 
uh, is a big deal because especially when you're selling, you're hungry, you need to make that sale and you feel the pressure of that. Uh, it's difficult, but I hear in essence, what you're saying is to have that caring heart, to have that loving heart, to have that walk away power and to realize that not everybody does need or want what you have and to be okay with that, to be honest and to be authentic will ultimately, of course, result in more sales. And one sense it's logical, but it's also counterintuitive to a degree until you experience that. But again, for people to really embrace that, I mean, for somebody starting off, especially Mike, in sales to look at that and say, you've got to have walk away power. I, is there anything more to say than just have faith in the process? Well, see, the way we learn is we get information. When we get new information, we make new decisions. So it can be different for somebody who's just starting off in sales versus a veteran who's been around. But everybody can adapt. When you start looking at it from a core principle perspective, and this is, this is one of the things I'll share, sales is a transfer of feelings. That's one of the many things that Zig taught us. When you can look at that core element and say, okay, listen, I have a quota and I have to make these calls and I need to get this sale. All of those things are emotionally driven. And when you can look at it from a perspective of that, my emotions now may be headed in the wrong direction. And if I'm transferring the wrong emotions, those people are going to pick up on that. That by default is going to affect the level of my selling and the amount of opportunities that I can close. So when you can look at it from a perspective of, hey, sales is a transference of feelings. I need to make sure that I'm truly engaged with the client. Regardless of what happens, my quota is not going away. But I have one thing that I can control, and that's my mindset. And so when I can sit down and shift, and this is how you do it, by asking questions, right? What prompted you to meet with me today? What are some of your concerns? An amazing thing starts to happen. By default, you've transferred that feeling and people will pick up on it. And they'll say, hey, wait a minute. This guy or gal here is truly interested in what's going on with me. And that can start the process. Well, it, it really changes the paradigm, Mike. And I, you know, in some early years had some sales teeth cut in different formats. And, and yeah, the initial thought, I think this is where people's minds go even today to think, okay, if I'm going to sell better, I've got to know the vernacular. I've got to have my strategies. I got to have the right words down and I got to prep myself before every sales opportunity so that I can say the right things. And there's some degree of that, but I hear what you're really focusing on more. And of course, this is what Zig is teaching too, is that it's really more important to check your heart. How are you feeling? Are you at peace? Do you care about this person? And again, when you go to saying transferring emotions and feelings, it's still saying, yeah, you've got to bolster yourself for this opportunity, but it's not in what you say, being slick and talking someone into something, it's having your heart right and caring about them. So with that said, he also mentions in this clip right here, he said the heart of sales in essence being honesty, character, and integrity. And while I think most people I, I hope would say, yeah, I have that having it and exuding those things is, uh, I mean, how do you do that, Mike? Well, that, that's, that's a personal conviction. And so here's how you start. First of all, acknowledge if you have those things. If you don't have those things and you're not sure if you have those things, reach out to the people in your life that you trust and ask them. But more importantly, do an inventory of who you are. There's four words I want to share. It's not about you. 
if you can start right there and say it's not about me and when you start looking at the core principles that define who you are as a salesperson and in every sales training that we start the core that we start off with is getting yourself right to make sure that you understand who you are as a person now you may say I, hey look right now I'm not sure about my integrity but it's something you can work on and you do that through self-affirmation you do that by making small changes each day when you're on a sales call and somebody asks you a question and you can't deliver it then you must say I, I can't do that but let me see what I can do that action in itself by simply taking the step by living through an action of how you see yourself you start fulfilling that prophecy in yourself self-affirmations so as you wake up in the morning and you look in the mirror and you say I am an honest person and I have integrity your brain starts experiencing that so by the time that it gets to our mouth and we're we're sharing words with the world words are expressions of our thoughts and our mouth is merely validating how we view ourselves so if you've grown up in the sales field believing that I need to manipulate somebody or I need to my goal is to try to be as creative as I can to get a product in a hand what happens you're actually reinforcing that mindset of challenging your own integrity and your character which in effect challenges and impacts your overall results in sales man okay you said the word and it's just it stands out manipulate I mean how many people associate selling with manipulating which I hear you saying well that's that does not have integrity because if you're manipulating somebody to buy something that they do not need or want that is wrong so if you really take this to heart, I feel like it should give people a kind of a sigh of relief to say, I don't have to be something that I'm not. I don't sure. have to, yeah, be inauthentic. And again, I'm going to go back to the Ziegler quote that we started off with too. If you be- I love this. If you believe your product or service or message can fulfill a true need, can authentically help somebody who has a need or a want or desire, it's your moral obligation to sell it. That's pretty stout. That's pretty profound. And it's challenging ultimately. So there you are sitting, if you're hearing this and you have that product or service or message, you think it helps somebody. And yet you don't like trying to push it on somebody. Great. Listen to Mike. He's saying, don't, don't. But if you feel like it can help them, you need to be willing to confident enough to step up and then be willing to communicate or able to communicate it well. So Mike, I haven't, I, of course I know you, I know the Ziegler sales process, you know, in the essence, I mean, you've written a book on this. I mean, you know this well, but in your boot camp, which I have not been to, it's going to be an entire day with people. Uh, is it safe to say then that you're going to give focus to this, to the heart of it, to caring that you said it's a helping profession to that, that should be comfortable in essence to everybody. Uh, and that's the being aspect. That's who you be. Now on the doing, how do you actually then, what do you say that is again you, but how do you communicate well, I assume is a big part of what you're teaching and training then as well. So it, it's all it's all a ball that works together. It's like a puzzle. There's components that have to be intact. And if one of those pieces is missing, you're not going to be as effective as you can be. So you have to be, like you mentioned, you have to be before you can do and what that means is you have to be the person that you need to be so if you're not operating in a way that's going to be effective you'll know it so once you start becoming who it is that you need to be then you can start acting again once you believe it so our words are expression of our thoughts we think speak and act the way we view ourselves so if I can start becoming the person and doing that that 
my results to where they need to be. So how do we do that? Well, we start with the person as the person first, as I mentioned. Then we start looking at it from a perspective of how are you approaching your clients today? And by sharing core strategies that people can say, look, that makes sense. One of the things that I often hear is when you're on a sales call, we're often taught to push people for yes, push them for a yes, get them to say yes, sign on the dotted line. And although that may be the ultimate goal, if you do it in a way that's not comfortable for the person or you, you're not going to get repeat business. Now, my question is, how important is repeat business, right? There's a lot that goes into the first sale, but how much easier can the second sales be if somebody leaves and says, this was a pleasant experience, you did the right thing. So we teach things like leading with need, asking questions, making sure that you're listening when you ask those questions to understand exactly what it is that the client is telling you, that your prospect's telling you. But when we start focusing on a moral obligation to sell, and I talk to salespeople about, do you believe in your product? Then you think about that. And if you don't believe in your product, you need to figure out why. And if you don't initially, that's okay. Sometimes you may have sold a product that wasn't installed or delivered properly or didn't perform as it should. That may not mean your company is not whole, and that may not mean your product is not whole. You've simply encountered a challenging situation. So as a true professional, we take that up and we're direct and honest with people and say, listen, I, I understand you experienced a challenge, but let's do this. Let's work together to figure out a way that I can not only resolve that, but continue to work with you moving forward. People know people and people talk. Okay, Mike, I am, of course, we had a little bit of a bullet points of things we wanted to cover here. I'm going to, I'm going to deviate. You ready? Okay. All right. Uh, I mean, when you're talking, some of the things we're talking about, uh, you know, is everybody a salesperson? Should everybody be a salesperson? I mean, as a profession, we could debate that somewhat if, as that being your prime, a person's primary role. And, and that, you know, obviously is not for everyone. However, part of the point here uh, that Zig is giving us is that everything is sales. We all dramatically uh, foundationally need to have some abilities to influence others, you know, as we were talking about somewhat tongue in cheek, but, but for real, and you really addressed it seriously that with our families, I mean, if we can't influence our children for good, healthy things, we're at a detriment as a parent. And that goes into any relationship. So an aspect of this is being sensitive to others. Now, obviously some people are naturally sensitive to other people. Some people just aren't. Doesn't mean you're a bad person. You've got other skills and abilities and qualities and character traits, positive character traits, but that may not be it. But we can all learn how to do that better, uh, such as shut up and actually listen. But <laughs> at the core of this, we're talking about PR skills, personal relationship skills. Okay. So Mike, I, you know, I've been in, uh, I think you and I are a similar age and I have been, I cut my yeah teeth as a youngster on sales and marketing and PR skills, I really see it as a lost art. I mean, it's not there. We don't see it in businesses today. We've got, you know, everything's been commoditized to some degree. We go to Walmart. We don't expect good service. We even go to decent restaurants these days. And I feel like, man, the service that I was used to when I was waiting tables at fancy restaurants, I don't even see that. This is something that I think our culture is really suffering from. Uh, so I'm, I'm sitting here, we're promoting this U.S. tour, this boot camp, sales boot camp. I don't know of anybody who shouldn't be there. Even if they don't see sales as their profession, we all live and die by sales. So if I take that back, just a personal relationship 
skills. I, I would, would you support that and say, yeah, is there anybody who's not going to benefit significantly in their life by coming, spending 90, 99 bucks in a day with you to learn some foundational, what, what would you say? A toolbox of things you can utilize to incredibly enhance your influence. Well, I'll answer that by saying, absolutely. You're on the spot. We're all in sales, as Zig said, and it's our moral obligation to make sure that we're equipping ourselves with the right tools. Look, if you're a plumber and you're going to, to operate on sinks and faucets and you bring the wrong tools, you're not going to be as effective as you can be. And in fact, you may end up damaging something in the process. Well, it's no different than sales. But when you start looking at personality types, so I'm a speaker and trainer and, and I'm pretty outspoken and dynamic, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's the way you have to be as a salesperson. Right. I've hired and trained, and we, we talk about this in some of our sales training, but dealing with different personality types. I'm very outgoing and talkative. My wife, Bonnie, who I love dearly, is, is somewhat of a, an introvert, so to speak. She doesn't talk as much. She would be a great salesman, probably a better salesman than me, and I'll tell you why. Initially, when she meets people, they warm up to her. Mm. And so when you look at the idea that if you strip away the title and you strip away the product, when you're sitting face-to-face -face across from someone, and I don't care if you're going door-to-door -door selling residential or if you're in enterprise sales, and I've worked with salespeople across all avenues. When you're sitting across from somebody, the foundational elements are this. Do I like you and do I trust you? And as Zig mentioned, if they don't believe what you tell them and they don't believe what you show them, they're going to believe all of those because of you liking and trusting them. But it's all about your personality, and that stems from how you see yourself and how you see other people. Relationships are the core to this. So you may say, look, I'm in accounting, Mike. I don't see people, but I want to be able to improve. Then you need to come. You need to understand how to work and listen to, with people because you are in sales. You may be the CEO of an organization, and I've worked with many CEOs of organizations who say, look, there are some things that I need to work on in interacting with people because you're constantly selling. The first thing you're selling is yourself. If people don't buy into you as a leader, they're not going to follow. Okay. Uh, we're, we're about, we're at at our 30 minute mark. I want to wrap up, but I, I can't quite leave uh, a piece that you talked about because I think it's so significantly important. Um, by the way, speaking of wrapping up, those of you who are with us live, any last comments you all want to throw in there? Uh, Brian, Joseph, Jonathan, I see you guys talking uh, to each other. So great to have the live audience. I love the energy it brings and love answering your questions. I know Brian, you pulled out there that quote, I think Mike said, you know, it's not about you huge life. This is what he says, huge life lesson in sales and almost every area of life and relationships. Yeah. If there's one takeaway from this for folks listening is yeah, it's sales is not about you. It's about caring for that person, which Mike has been talking to us about, but you mentioned, uh, Mike, something to the effect of your, your, your personality. And I, I just kind of wanted to let you expound real quick on that because to sell, effectively does not require a certain personality style, or as you said, that's what you're talking about being, being outgoing that you do tend to do that. Now, interestingly in this clip that we just listened to from Zig prior to it, he was talking about how we expect salespeople to be extroverts and that lo and behold, he himself is not, he is an introvert, but he learned some of the extrovert skills. He said, because that's what it took to deliver a message that he he felt a moral obligation to give to people. So in that, if you look at qualities of things that, um, uh, well, 
obviously they gain trust. I mean, that's the key that he came down to. Sales is about getting people to trust you. You can do that in different ways. Um, you, and you mentioned yourself, Mike, I, I know that my selling style is I tend to get, I get pretty passionate and I get, uh, you know, I get animated and that engages people. It really does. I know people like that and what helps kind of cover up some of the things that I don't do well, like starting to talk a mile a minute. And I have to go back and watch Zig and listen to his perfectly time pauses. And I don't do that well because I'm talking a mile a minute, but we all have those strengths. So again, I'm putting you on the spot here. Would you say that generally everyone has some aspect of who they are, not being what they're not, but of who they are that can be maybe leveraged a little bit, refined as a strength that will help them specifically, personally, uniquely sell well? Not only does everyone possess it, but if you can believe in it, you can utilize it effectively. See, when I was growing up, I was somewhat of an introvert. My father moved around, and I figured out very quickly that if I didn't learn how to make friends, if I didn't talk to people, I wouldn't have a lot of friends. So the pain of being lonely overrode that. But absolutely, when you start looking at the gifts and the potentials that you already have, as a speaker and a trainer, I'm somewhat animated, and I do that to keep your attention. And so when I conduct sales training, people say, well, Mike, I think one of the challenges I have is that I'm not as gregarious or outgoing, and, and I work to sit down with them and say, that's not necessarily true. Although we can adapt to people, the most important thing is that you can listen, you can communicate, you have honesty in what you say, you have integrity and do what you're going to say, and you deliver quality. And sometimes that means that you have to say, Kevin, the solution that you're looking for, I can't deliver, but let me do this for you. I work with some other people, and hopefully at this point you should have your networking group established. I have some people that I'd like to, with your permission, refer to you. Would that be okay? Hmm. I, that in itself is the foundational element of building that. And I'll, and I'll tell you why. Because that person, you now are going to say this. Hmm, I like that guy. And as we mentioned, liking and trusting are the core fundamentals to start with. Yeah. Well, okay, a couple of things there. Uh Mike, and then we're going to wrap up uh, when we do. And I sign off, just hang with me here. We'll stay online for, uh, for a second with each other. But uh, Brian, uh, who's in the chat room, has been talking with us a lot. Thanks, for Brian. I really appreciate that. I didn't even see your Facebook profile there. It said you're the lead pastor at, uh, is it Unidea, Unidea Pinehurst UMC? And you said, as a pastor, I have said people look at me sometimes as a salesman. Uh, my goal is that people become satisfied customers when they talk about me. Yeah. How many of us have experienced someone on the uh, platform or in the pulpit who has a great heart, but they do not communicate well one, or for some reason, they just don't do a good job of effectively influencing people. That is a shame. And those things can be learned. Uh, in, 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 a, in a substantial way. And so I want people to hear that. Again, I'm going to call back Ziggler.com forward slash sales boot camp. Go there, see the cities that Mike is going to be at. And again, the day before, Tom Ziggler will be leading a day also on the Ziggler Keys to Top Performance, uh, which Mike is going to do a little wrap-up session at. And then the next morning during the sales boot camp, Tom will do a little kickoff session as well. So you can go to that URL, find out more about that. I do want to add one thing that I think you'll appreciate, Mike. And I think it's relevant for people as we talk about 
personality types uh, in this that I have a long history at my free agent academy of helping people pursue self-employment. And one of the things we always dealt with there as well is that people have often a perspective that think, oh, self-employed people are this type of people, which in, in reality is often similar to how they view salespeople. And you said it, animated, gregarious, outgoing, and then from a self-employment standpoint, you know, risk takers, things like that. But on just the animated, gregarious, outgoing aspect, there are some of the most powerful salespeople I have ever experienced who are in reality None of those things, and they don't pretend to be or try to be. They leverage some core, caring, heartfelt, uh, not outgoing, uh, very, um, very different personality styles, and they are rock stars. Why? One of the reasons why we get that perspective that salespeople are animated, gregarious, outgoing is because we're just the ones that you hear from. We're the ones mouthing <laughs> off. And I used to tell people that, you know, is with uh, are all self-employed people like me. No, I just happen to be the personality style that's going to stand up on a platform and mouth off about it because I want to, you know, <laughs> express the message. I'm not the best self-employed person out there. There's a lot of people of different personality styles who do business better than I do. They just don't get up and mouth off about it. So just to give sure. that to you again, folks really want to encourage you follow up with Mike at the Ziegler sales bootcamp. He is coming up and real quick, name those towns again, Orlando, January 29th, Atlanta, Nashville, Phoenix, and Seattle. You will do your, so actually I, I'm supposed to, you know, be part of the marketing team here. 99 bucks is ridiculous. Um, so I would encourage you to go there, Mike, brother, thank you for just sharing your heart and giving us a different perspective of selling all of you who are with us live. Thank you so much for being with us. I appreciate it. Uh, have a great rest of the week. We'll see everybody next Thursday on the Ziggler show. Mike, hang with me and we'll talk a little bit more. It sounds good. Thanks everyone. Take care. Thanks for tuning into the Ziggler show. Sign up for new show alerts at ZigglerShow.com. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want.